But let's go ahead and welcome to Below the Belt show, actress extraordinaire. You might know her as Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's here currently on Amazon Prime's Bosch. Oh my gosh, she's an amazing actress. She's got a film to promote that she wrote, produced, directed, and stars in called A Place Among the Dead. Guys, we are happy to welcome on Below the Belt show, the beautiful and talented Juliet Landau. Oh my goodness, what a lovely intro. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be for, here with you guys. For, for a very lovely individual, for sure, Julia. It's a pleasure, pleasure to have you on Below the Belt show. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Well, since we're in the Halloween mode, uh, do you celebrate Halloween, Julia? Will you be dressed? I know we're in the pandemic mode, but... Um, will you be dressing up for any celebrations coming up? No, we're actually, well, tomorrow is uh, the 29th is actually our worldwide virtual premiere. Oh, and then, nice. Oh, sweet. So it's pretty cool. And we're being sponsored by Mac Cosmetics and New York Comic Con. Oh, and nice. So that's really awesome. We have a lot of our cast coming for, for Q&A and all kinds of fun stuff. We have a home carpet, virtual red carpet, since everyone's ah. And then uh, on the 30th and the 31st, we have some uh, preview screening events. And so I will dress up, I think, on the 31st. I think I have to be in the Halloween spirit. And, yes. And something. What about you guys? Well, I'm, I'm wearing a Mando, so I will probably stick with my Mando costume. Yeah. Uh, we got Endgame Thor over here. Uh, well, big not anymore. The, the wig is hot. <laughs> the wig is hot, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Chachi is uh, channeling his inner Michael Jackson thriller. So uh, we, uh, yeah. But um, what are you guys planning to do? It's a tough um, year. I don't it's know. a tough year of the pandemic. You know, like you said, with with uh, your screening, for instance, things kind of have to be socially distanced. Um, house parties have to be small, if any. Yeah. I mean, last so year I did um, Halloween Horror Nights down at Universal, which was awesome. There oh, you go. Cool. Right. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're doing everything virtually this year, you know, as it wasn't anticipated, it was anticipated that we would be, be in theaters as well. But, you know, right, right, the right. world we're in at the moment. Yeah, for sure. And of course, that involves a lot of watching entertainment, television and film, of course. Let's go right into A Place Among the Dead. Wow, what a great, I guess it's a mockumentary, right? A scripted documentary style uh, type of film. If you like to call it that. Actually, it is entirely scripted, and it's actually okay. a, a meld of fact, fiction, and the fantastical. So it, it uses and it, it weaves through the genres in a certain in a certain way. And I play an alter ego version of myself, as do uh, what I like to call uh, cameos on steroids because they're much larger than traditional cameos. I period. love it. Yeah, it's good, right? Steroids. Um, yeah. So uh, it's Gary Oldman, Juan yep. Perlman, Robert Patrick, Lance Henriksen, oh, Joss, and Anne Rice appearing for the first time ever in a movie. And That's so it's true. Awesome. Wow, the first time ever. Yes. Yes. That, that, we, that, must, that must have taken some kind of uh, convincing. I mean, this is, she's a well-known author in the vampire lore, and you're getting for her to show her her side, her personality, and her her entire being on your film how did that happen 
You know, it was amazing. Um, uh, Anne was the very first person that I reached out to, actually, and uh, I wrote a letter about the the whole um, message of the movie and the style of the movie and the vision I had for the movie, and she responded immediately. We then talked, and she said yes, and it was like that with all of the talent. It was sort of this serendipitous, incredible thing. Like it, it just felt it was meant to happen. And, and also, by the way, Charlene Harris, who is another best-selling author, she wrote the books that True Blood is based on. Oh, and, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and Charlene had nine bestsellers on the New York Times bestseller list at one time. Isn't that awesome? That's wow. Amazing. That's and impressive. That is amazing. in the movie, and Charlene's playing an alter ego version of herself as well. So it's really a stellar cast, and everybody is just brilliant in it. So reaching out to like a Lance Hedrickson or a Robert Patrick or a Gary Oldman to play fictionalized versions of themselves, how does that happen? <laughs> well, I, I wrote, I think, it, very impassioned letters. And then the, the work process was really interesting because we scripted the interviews to reflect their views, uh, but you know, to seem entirely spontaneous and unscripted. So, uh, and I think they all did an amazing, it was funny because when we were working with uh, with Gary, Gary kept saying things like in between takes, he'd go, um, does that seem realistic? Does it, <laughs> is it real? Is it, uh, is it believable? Does it seem like me? And I'd be like, Gary, yeah, I think, I really think you've got this acting thing down. <laughs> <laughs> It's my mind that he's actually from the UK and it like when he talks naturally he's got this beautiful British accent that because yeah. he's he always has like a good American accent when he when he's in right? the, the movie so yeah, yeah. absolutely and it's uh it, it's cool because uh Gary and Joss actually overlooked overlapped on set and it was very cute to watch them because they were both kind of fanboying over each other oh, and uh and it was super, super cute to watch because they actually had never met before, and then they got this chance on on our set. That's cool. Wow! And you gotta, you gotta think it's cool to actually direct Joss for change when he usually is the one directing you uh, on set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, the little actually, role reversal. You know- you know, it was funny that uh, when I wrote Joss first about it, um, he, he wrote, I, I apparently had said uh, in it, I was describing everything and talking about, and I said, you know, we will, um, we can come to you if we're doing this, because it's uh, in terms of the scripted interviews, we can work it out. Yeah. And I said, we will provide hair and makeup. And he wrote back almost immediately and said, uh, I'm in, I don't know how you are going to provide hair, but I am very, very excited. <laughs> Maybe he thought that you're going to give him toupee. I don't know. <laughs> it was funny because I started laughing really uh, hard at an email, and my husband said, "You know what? What's so funny? What are you laughing?" I said, "Joss, it's just he's he's one of the few people who can has such a gift with writing that he can make you laugh from you know just an email." Yeah, yeah. it's amazing, and uh, I, I got it. How is it that we have Sabrina joining us? She's all excited. She's our Buffy so super fan. Wonderful. Lovely to see you. She's watched every yeah, episode how many times? Lovely oh, to see you. How many times do you think you've watched the whole, the whole show, the whole arc? I honestly couldn't tell you. I couldn't find a backdrop for the Skype meeting. So I was like, it's okay. I brought my comforter. No, she was like, <laughs> 
I was asking how how many times have you seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, I honestly couldn't say. Oh, okay. It's a ridiculous amount. I I have a current Buffy calendar right now. Oh, you do. That's awesome. (laughs) 2020. It's a little expensive. I have mugs, video games, action figures, all the board games. Oh, do you really? Awesome, awesome. Somebody. (laughs) Sent me um, uh, a chess set that I had never seen before, and I guess Drew is oh, the. Wow. And so that was pretty oh, cool. cool to have, you know, a chess set with a little mini you. <laughs> Unusual. <laughs> sort of oh, surreal. No. Actually, I have, have we all finished our questions? Because I have questions. I'm no, well, I mean, this is an open forum, Sabrina. But we, we are, we, before we get into Buffy, we, we're still talking about A Place Among the Dead. Um, okay, yeah. I did want to ask, Juliet, how difficult was it to wear all those hats? I mean, when you're the star and also directing the film, that's got to be really challenging. It's interesting because you're sort of switching between being subjective and objective uh, constantly. Uh, right. As Director, I mean, the thing that's amazing is that you have the vision for the whole. Um, you get to make every creative decision as opposed to being a component of, of, of the whole. And um, it's really rewarding to have an idea from its very inception and carrying it all the way to fruition. Um, but it's funny because now when I'm acting, right before lockdown, I was doing a recurring uh, character on a TNT show called Claws. Oh, cool, and we yes. Just- shot again, um, although we shot my character remotely, so I actually was uh, coming in on a Zoom call uh, right now doing doing uh, another episode. But um, it's funny because now when I'm just acting, I feel like I'm on vacation. Like it's such, it, it's, you know, you know, you know, when you're directing, you're the first to get there, you're the last to leave, you're, right. you're going to thing. And as an actor, you're kind of like, oh, wow, okay, I, I can leave and you're still here. So uh, it's <laughs> feels uh, uh it's you know so much less of a workload even though you know you work long hours as an actor of course okay um as a direct as directing yourself do, do you kind of get overcritical? you know it's interesting i mean the thing that was amazing with with the actors we had an incredible group of actors that we talked about and then we yeah. had a, another uh you know uh, a, a fulsome cast and they're all incredibly brilliant and we did a rehearsal process that was uh, extraordinary and so everybody was super prepared when they came on set and, and it was a very creative environment often when you're doing television or you know not a huge studio movie you don't have that time and you're sort of finding the scenes as you're shooting and we didn't have that because we had all that rehearsal process we were actually in the groove and everybody knew what they were doing and so that was really fun um but you know i'd have to sort of switch so and especially you'll see the 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 movie is very powerful and um and and emotional and intense and visceral and so i would have to switch i agree (laughs) thank you yes we did fantastic we did Um, Oh, I'm so excited. I didn't realize that you guys had, yes, had myself seen it. Myself and Sabrina seen it, yes. Fantastic. Yes. So, yes. Um, so, yes, it was, and the character has quite an, a roller coaster of a ride. And so it was interesting because in front of the camera, being very emotional and, and the character is losing her stuff all the time. And then, you know, stepping back and being the one in control and sort of making all the decisions. It was definitely sort of the id of going, you know, between all of yes. those things. 
I certainly saw that. And, and by the way, the film is genius. I mean, it's just, it's so refreshing mm-hmm. to see something completely unique Thank you. Um, and just something outside the box, you know, something we haven't seen before. And, and for you Buffy fans, it was kind of cool. You threw some Easter eggs in there, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I was like, look, it's Joss Whedon. Oh, my God, they're talking about her character on Buffy. It was, of course, it was myself, but it was so really exciting for me. Yes. Because <laughs> that's the whole meld of what's factual, what's fictional, what right. you know, I'd say the fantastical might be more more obvious, but it's interesting in that. And the whole movie sort of accumulates like puzzle pieces. And then those are, of course, some of the pieces that, that you guys are recognizing and talking about. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Sabrina, you mentioned something interesting about being the hero. Um, um, yeah, so yeah. I was going to say, um, what was it like to be on the other side as a oh. heroine instead You're... of a vampire? <laughs> It's such interesting. That tail. That is me. Me. I just got chills. I feel like my doppelganger <laughs> is there. That was amazing. <laughs> so that's a huge as to who I am for on the show for how this Halloween episode. Miss Edith spoke out of turn. She doesn't get to have tea with the others. Oh my gosh, you're really good at that. You need the. Do you have the Drusilla manicure? You need the Drew. I the Drew. actually did do a Drusilla manicure. I actually did it last night for my character. So yeah. It's I looking did. good. It's perfect. Okay, you've got it. Yeah, I got you know it today at the thrift store because I was like, I can't do it if I don't have Miss Edith. I can't. <laughs> oh my God, that's fantastic. So wait, I have to ask you a trivia question to see because obviously you know you know your stuff. So uh, Drew has three different color French manicures through the show. What do you know? What yeah. the different red, black, and I think the other one is blue. Yes! Oh my God! Okay, no. <laughs> Good job. One episode, so I'm deeply impressed by that. Wow, Sabrina. <laughs> Thank you. I told you guys I'm the queen of the Buffy trivia. That's, That's right. what she talks about. Sabrina, you won competitions, correct? I have. I have actually won um, like two competitions, one in D.C. and one in Hamden um, for Buffy Trivia Night. I'm not surprised. Uh, and <laughs> was, they were like, and get the questions out before my hand was up. And I, was like, oh, like, I know it, I know it, right? <laughs> and then people came up to shake my hand afterwards because they were like, I thought I was obsessed with Buffy, but you are a whole new level. And I, was like, I take Aww. that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> so, did you notice that in A Place Among the Dead, um, uh, the actors that voice the parents, it's Harry Donner. Uh, Harry Groner and Don Didowick, and Harry played the mayor on Buffy. He played Richard yeah, Wilkins. I did notice that. He played so. the mayor. I also noticed right away when um, John, I actually have a question about that because um, sure. there are a lot of very like Buffy-esque undertones, mm-hmm. and I got the feeling that you, at towards the end, that you were kind of like the Slayer, like the new Slayer, which was interesting for me because you were like known for being the badass vampire in the series. Right. So I was oh, just that's curious. Interesting. Cool. That's yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So what was it like just kind of playing the opposite side? Where like you, know, you were all 
for the good. Well, the whole thing is so interesting because I think the whole movie is really, um, I mean, the movie is about the repercussions of growing up under the sway of narcissism and evil and yeah. sort of use the vampire as the metaphor for the ultimate narcissist, right? It's a being right. that drains you. It's a being that has no concern for your well-being. Uh, you often invite them into your life. You know, um, obviously, if it's parental, which is what this is looking at, that's, you know, you don't invite those people into your life, but often they're uh, charismatic people. Um, and, and you're never quite sure in the film, is, is it, a vampire, or is it a serial? Is is he a serial killer who uh, emulates a vampire and does these murders in the style uh, of, of that? Um, but but uh, it was interesting because it really is that that battle between the light and the dark. And the whole point of the movie is sort of looking at you know we all make these agreements with our parents growing up, and those become the voices in our heads, and very often. Uh, you know, they inform all of our choices and depending what you come from, they can lead to destruction. And it's, so it's that thing of like, well, can we, let's make it, you know, we can all do something different as an adult. You don't have to listen to those old voices. You shouldn't be looking at the past. You need to look forward, you know? So that's kind of the, the stuff that we're playing with. So it's interesting that you're saying that because it is the battle between the light and the dark. And, and you're saying, you know, on, on, clearly on Buffy, my character was very much on the dark side and this right. character, uh, you know, often thinks she's on the side of the light, but she's not making the best choices necessarily for herself. Now, okay, so you did say, I, I didn't know, and I feel like the question was never answered in the film, and I don't know, I, I wasn't sure if that was intentional or if I just didn't pick it up. Um, so was it a serial killer or was it a vampire? Well, you'll have to watch it again and look at all the clues. Oh, I thought maybe he wasn't a vampire because his face shows up on the camera. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, he might be a serial killer. I don't know. I was like, I was thinking about this a lot. So. <laughs> I was like, I can't be unprepared for this interview. <laughs> but it's interesting because, you know, the, the thing that I'm, I find interesting with all great movies uh, and, 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 you know, when people is, is there is that thing of where people see through their own lens and they see one thing and then you talk to someone else and they see some something else. And I think right. that's part of the discussion that's really exciting to have. Makes you think. Is, sort of, what did you take? There was something flying here. <laughs> so this so. is your directorial debut, right, Julia? It is. I did. Well, it's a feature directorial debut. I actually directed two short documentary subjects. One, uh, my very first thing I did was actually with Gary Oldman as well. And then I did a, uh, a documentary that was uh, Guillermo del Toro was in, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Ryan Johnson, the director of Star Wars The Last Jedi, and oh, and not oh, wow. And so, and he came to uh, our, one of our, just before lockdown, we uh we finished the film and we had some sneak peeks and, and Ryan was at, at uh, one of the screenings and was just tremendous, everything that he, he said about the film. So that was pretty, pretty amazing. But so those were my first uh, forays into uh, into directing. But this was definitely my first uh, feature and my first uh, scripted uh, piece. Yeah, wow. I think you're going to get a lot of recognition for it because it's definitely different from anything I've like saying, ever yeah. seen. Monumentary-wise and like yeah. core-wise, it's just very—it's a very unique take on it. 
So it's just it's exciting to be able to see it before other people. I'm so excited that you guys got to see it. You're like some of the first people to, to get to see it. I know. So we, we feel very privileged that the We do. In that <laughs> you know, what's so cool about it is that because, you know, uh, my husband and I really, we made the movie. We wanted to make an entertaining movie, but we also wanted to make a movie uh, that provokes discussion and gives voice to what has affected many. And so um, right. that's the thing right. that's so cool to get to sit here and talk to you uh, about the movie and, and start this dialogue. It's 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 really exciting to have been on the journey of making it and then be at this point to, yeah, to have it. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine because that's that's yeah. a huge that's the huge feat just being being an actor and film finishing a film, being a writer and finishing a film, being a director and finishing a film is all a huge feat. Being all of those is like it just <laughs> got, it, I got chills. It just boggles my mind. <laughs> we also uh, raised all the financing, so it's like we've been every right. every. Of the way we've sort of been, we had private investors. We did all that end of things too. So producer uh, extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the money. The producing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some other cool stuff going on. Well, first of all, obviously we all want to see some kind of reiteration of Buffy, but I want to go more the sequel route than the reboot route. What are your thoughts on? A, a Buffy sequel of sorts, whether it's a movie or another series, is it something that you'd be involved with? Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. There's, you know, there's so many things that uh, were left still unexplored in Buffy, and obviously it has an avid fan base that and it speaks to people. I mean, we'd have to see, you know, I, I was a vampire, and so we'd have to probably shoot it fairly quickly because I'm not supposed to age as a vampire. Uh, you don't look right. like you have at all. You look amazing, so, by the way. that, wow. yeah. Uh, I was literally watching, like, she... You might be an actual vampire. You might be an actual. <laughs> you really might actually be. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I have to say I appreciate that, that particularly now because I don't think the last um, four weeks, in particular, uh, you know, when you're gearing up toward the release and you're doing the deliverables and you're doing all the press and you're doing, there's zero uh, sleep. Uh, so I actually really appreciate that because I don't think <laughs> I haven't slept in a while. So. <laughs> I feel you. I'm moving right now, so I haven't yeah. slept. Yeah. Well, I know Joss, Joss keeps writing, and I know the graphic novels uh, have taken place past the story. You're right. You own all of them, right, Sabrina? So yeah. theoretically, they could produce those graphic novels that go beyond uh, yeah. the last season was eight. Right, Sabrina? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, no. Comics, seven and eight. Seven. Thank you. of the television show is seven. But, seven. Um, thank you. Thank you. The first of the comic book series is season eight. Yeah. Um, they're on season, like, 13 now. Ooh, there's a lot of source material, Juliet. So a lot of source material. You know, even in relation to the characters that James and I played, uh, Spike and Drew. When I first met Joss, he said he had those characters running around in his head for ten years. So I think there's quite a lot still that he hasn't even, yeah. you know, yeah. on his own plot lines and stuff that you know potentially. And that was just for those two characters. So I can imagine, you know. All the all the rest of the the clan. Yeah. So but if they're willing to do the cameo, they do a reboot. Yeah. If they do the reboot, yeah, I mean, they might do it like a different generation. But I really hope they pay respects to the OGs. Of, yes. Uh, you have mm -hmm. to. Yeah. So that's the important thing. 
if they got a you know if they go in a new direction sort of where where they take it and how how it all how it all works out it'll be cool yeah are you I, still I close the reboot but um i i just can't imagine anybody being through other than you so I appreciate that. It's a it really uh, the, it was a delicious character in terms of uh, you know so many levels to play and and right. uh, you don't always get that kind of a character on a, a television series. It's very very rare. So uh, I, I just had such a, a blast doing it. I mean, you had some very fun scenes. Like one of my favorite scenes of Drew is when she's Buffy's birthday party when she sees the roses. And she's like, these flowers, they're all wrong. They're all wrong. And she just freaked out. And he's it's, like, let's just get some different flowers. <laughs> right. We'll calm you down. I, I actually love that dynamic with Spike and Drew where he's always sort of now and then like talking her off the ledge or comforting right. her. When she's having those those freakouts, um, that was a really. It's funny you mention that because it's one of my favorite episodes because it's after uh, Drew has been weak and and dying and and been ill from having been attacked by an angry mob in Prague. Uh, she finally you know, gets her strength and 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 it's you know her coming out party in essence and uh, and so it was a fun to get to play you know a different side of the more powerful character the more diabolical yeah, interesting reversal of roles because in the beginning Spike is the one who's kind of the powerhouse but now he's in a wheelchair and you're you're basically taking care of him so yeah, yeah it's also one of my favorite episodes Oh, that's cool. You know, and and actually, I know uh, Todd McIntosh, who did the uh, makeup, he won an Emmy, I think, for that episode because he the, he did both the beauty makeup and all the prosthetic with the big blue guy and all that stuff. So I think he, yeah, I love it. Are you still in touch with a lot of your cast uh, mates from Buffy? Are you still close friends? Yes, we are. And I don't know uh, if, if, if you guys, by the way, um, I, I don't know when this is airing or whatever, but if you guys want uh, comp tickets to the premiere, which is tomorrow, uh, you'll see at the, uh, we're calling it the home carpet, but a lot of the Buffy uh, clan uh, show up, uh, are going to show up tomorrow and, and uh, be at the screening. So it, it's oh. kind of a, so if you like. So, should we reach out to the PR, PR machine for that? You send, get, give Mike your emails, and then uh, we'll get you on the list, and, and, and they'll definitely send you a link tomorrow. It starts at 4.30 p.m. PST, so I think, are you guys? We're East Coast, so 7.30, yeah. Uh, start at 7.30 for you guys. All right, and it's awesome. Because the, the uh, panel afterwards, uh, Gary Oldman is on it, uh, Robert Patrick is on it, uh, Charlene Harris is on it, Lance Henriksen, uh, myself, uh, a lot of the other cast, so it's, it's going to be a pretty pretty cool panel too wow cool. that's right well, i'm excited so yay so hopefully nick. i'll get to see you guys tomorrow night again yeah. nick, nick i know you had some questions about some of the video games right so I'm, I'm the big gamer of the group um and i did notice that you were the voice for little sisters of bioshock which uh i i just love i love bioshock oh my gosh but um how was it for you like what what is so different from playing you know, characters like the Little Sisters in a video game or, you know, being a voice actor for all the DC work that you've done, comparing it to like to, to this or to Buffy or something like that. Like, how is it doing voice work and all that? Like, what what's like, you what's know, for you? What's like, like what what's more special? Like, how what what do you have a better time with? 
more fun? Um, well, first of all, this Little Sisters was a really fun uh, character to voice, and also um, it's such an it's such a beautiful game in terms of the whole landscape and the the way Ken Levine has created that that world. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, wonderful. Um, I really I'm sort of greedy. I like doing. I like doing it all, and uh, one of the fun things about voiceover is that you don't have to print. You literally can go, you know, with that, with no hair and makeup, no, you know, right. whatever, and pants. And and yeah. the thing is, it records different ways. Sometimes you um, you work just in a booth alone, and then other times you work with the other actors, and you're all in a semicircle recording in a room where you're working off uh, one another, which I love because uh, yeah. uh, that's fun. Um, but uh, it, it's so great. I mean, the thing that's wonderful about voiceover is not only do you get to play, uh, uh, you know, such a wide range of types of characters, but you, in that, you get to play stuff that you would never be cast as necessarily physically, but you can voice it. Um, so, you know, um, that that's really fun in terms of age range, in terms of all kinds of things. Um, and uh, and it's so fun when sometimes you get a drawing for a character and it informs, you know, you go, oh, okay, the voice has to sound like this. I remember when I did I did a Green Lantern uh, character in Alvella. Yes. She did, she's and, been in two. Yeah. I love Green Lantern. Yeah. So cool. And and then when I saw the character, I actually sometimes I'll go with a really outrageous choice and then I'll have a I'll come in with a backup in case they say, what are you thinking? Why would we do that? You know, yeah. <laughs> this was like this Cajun uh, and I could not think of a B voice. So I thought, oh, I hope they like it. And they did. They were like, oh, my God, we never thought of that. But we, we love it. Um, you know, it's really fun. Also, I, with Tala, which is a character, she's, you know, a Polish character that was really fun to play. And they actually yes. drew that character based on after we voiced it. So they oh, sort cool. of. Yeah. So that's kind of cool because cool. she looks me and stuff as well and looks purple. like you yeah see that's Isn't cool. that great that's you gotta love cool. that you gotta love that for sure that's awesome do you, do you do you play your own games by the way do you actually play the games you know it's funny because when, <laughs> when the first video game that i ever uh recorded was bioshock yeah. and ken called me up and i guess it was sort of he basically said you know i thought from drew that you could do this voice i've actually been having trouble uh casting it and uh, we started playing on the phone and I said, okay, so you have to talk to me. I'm such a novice. I have never played a video game. So you have to like sort of talk me oh. through. <laughs> and so he was great because he, he basically said, okay, so this is how it goes. And when we recorded, we recorded virtually um, from, he was uh, back where, near where you guys are. And I was in Los Angeles and he was in the booth vocally. And we basically, every single line that we recorded, we we did, it was like an actor workout because we did it from every kind of motion that you could, are you okay? No, you're choking a little. Um, I'm a little cold okay. right now. It's not COVID, oh, no. don't worry, I got tested. <laughs> we can't get it virtually <laughs> anyway. We're on Skype anyways, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, take care so you feel Awesome. Um, but it was cool because he basically would say, like, from, from like, you know, from, from happy completely to having like a breakdown. We did every single line like that. <laughs> so from angry to, you know, emotion. So it was really like a kind of incredible workout because, you know, as you know, playing video games, there's so many options depending on what the player picks. And so exactly. you, you need to be able to be covered for every particular instance that might exactly. might come up. Yeah. All right. 
Very Chachi, cool. thank you. Chachi had a question. Had a question. Yeah, it's um, it's awesome. You have very um, you have two very um, well, I guess like Hollywood legend parents in Martin um, Landau and and Barbara Bain. How was it? How does it feel now? Like you know, just making your own way in Hollywood and like being successful. And how much did they help you um, out, like um, or influence you when you were young? Did they try to tell you to get into the business or stay away from it? Like, what was their influence on that? Well, I think um, if you if you see the movie, you'll sort of see that uh, a side of them that you know I'm I'm talking about in terms of. Uh, uh, you know, and using sort of my personal experience to, to talk about something more universal. But uh, um, I think, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I always was drawn to being a creative person. So I was I was actually a ballerina before I was an actress. So I danced professionally for four and a half years yeah. uh, prior to becoming an actress. <laughs> the sort of funny thing about that is that with a lot of your movements with Drew. Oh, she has lots of moments where she's just kind of dancing around, you know, and uh, you're just very graceful for someone who doesn't have any kind of background. Uh, yeah, Drew definitely wafts, kind of wafts through or wafted through space in a certain way that was uh, quite, quite particular. Uh, but it was funny because I think the first time that I was on a uh, acting set, you know, on set, and I heard all these people complaining about the hours and, oh, I'm so tired. And I thought, oh, yeah. you know, for being a dancer, like I was on point and I said, you know, your feet aren't bleeding. You're being fed. Yeah. I learned the cardinal rule a long time ago. You never complain on a film set about being tired because there's yeah. always someone who's been there longer than you have. And there's always someone who's going to be there long after you've left. After you leave, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't complain about being tired and there's worse things than being you know being a working actor uh you know you're not digging ditches you're not like there's a lot of things that are way 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 harder than, oh, yes. than that you know uh, but one thing that's funny is when we so in the goth club scene in the movie uh we had a funny thing in that we ha had uh one location and it fell through and so then we got this other location that was beautiful but it was huge and then the night before we said oh my god we don't have because we it just came into place the night before we don't have enough extras it's going to look really empty what are we going to do yeah i'm not oh my god we actually went out to dinner with one of the investors right after shooting that day and we were trying to figure out okay how are we going to shoot it what are we going to do whatever we were with our dp was there and there was this group of goth um people that were sitting at a table, four, four of them, this gal named Queenie, my husband, who was producing on the film, he goes, why don't you go over? I bet, I bet they, they know who you are and they, they're, I'm sure they're going to like Drew and maybe you could ask and see if they want to show up on, you know, and come and do, do right. the gospel. So I walked over and they were eating sushi. I'm like, I'm so sorry to be disturbing your dinner. And they said, oh my God, you're Juliet Lando, you're Drusilla. This is incredible, wonderful. Nice. I said, hey, I, this is sort of off the wall crazy. I'm directing a movie. We don't have extras for our, enough extras for our goth club scene. Oh, is there wow. any guys would want to come? It's tomorrow. They said, not only will we come, we will bring 25 to 30 of our friends. They, oh, no. yeah. they were decked in, in the most amazing, our costume designer said, oh my God, that's incredible. But the funny thing that ties into what you're talking about complaining on sets is one of them uh, is an accountant. Another one actually works as a makeup artist in a mortician's office. Oh, wow. In a, wow. a funeral home. Wow. <laughs> and both of them said, oh my God, shooting is so boring. 
This is just <laughs> on and on and on. It's more boring than accounting. And she said, I, I can't believe you guys have to do this over and over because she couldn't believe, you know, how many little how pieces. Many takes, you right? Yeah. Many yeah. Back they to were one, just, yes. <laughs> back to one. It'd be like, again, we have to go back to one? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and they're not doing their... Uh, sag after us, sag background rate. So I guess it's a little different for them, right? <laughs> they definitely just were like, oh, wow, we thought this was going to be so exciting. And like yeah. watching the movie afterwards is so much more exciting than actually being go. on set. <laughs> but I love it. I think being on set is really exciting. So obviously it's to each his own, right? I love, I love it parents, too. So your parents try to, um, you try to talk you into it or do they try to like um, dissuade you? I don't know. I mean, probably, uh, you know, not not a lot of support there either way. So, uh, you know, I think it was it was kind Make of my choice. own. Me, so. Okay, that's good. Cool. And, then, and you were in Ed Wood with your um, dad. How's that experience? Well, it was uh, I actually was cast independently. And the thing that was it was amazing to work with uh, with Tim Burton and Johnny Depp and uh, one cool. of the oh. Yeah, it was really cool. And recently, actually, we have another project uh, that we uh, worked with Tim on, a, a documentary project. So we got to interview Tim uh, oh, be before cool. lockdown, and uh, uh, we interviewed him in London. And so it was pretty cool to get to to work with him again. And again, it was, was kind of like what you were saying with Joss, is that I was on the yeah. other side from the right. experience the first time, you know, being yeah. on the other other end of the lens, which was pretty extraordinary to to do with with people like Joss Whedon and Tim Burton, who Similar I learned with him. Yeah, how cool! Awesome, awesome. Joss Whedon and Tim Burton is like I've probably died and yeah. like, I'm in heaven working yeah. with the two. I, 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 I would like a comment, uh, Juliet. Um, Joss has been in kind of entertainment headlines lately for his directing of Justice League um, and. Um, I guess some of the cast members that weren't uh, happy, particularly happy, was directing style. Do you have a comment on, and maybe you have a more positive experience working with Josh? Um, I don't know if you have a comment on that. I, I don't really. My my experience working with Josh, Josh, we had a great working relationship. So that's right. you know, that's my personal experience, and I don't really know anything about that circumstance. Okay, completely fair. Now, one awesome show I actually got a chance to catch up on a couple episodes was Bosch uh, that you're in uh, season five, episodes four, five, six, and nine. So you have a nice uh, guest star in there. Uh, how was your experience overall? And of course, working uh, you're closely with Ryan Hurst, yeah. uh, yeah. Beta from The Walking Dead for you Walking Dead fans. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it was, I mean, I really was interested in that role because uh, I played a character named Rita Tedesco and she was a very complex character, um, you know, worked by day as a court reporter and secretly married to this violent criminal on death row. And what I found fascinating as I started to delve into, there are a lot of real life stories, a lot of women that uh, are in this situation and that seek out these men. In fact, there's even dating sites for dating men on death row. Wow. Um, so it was kind of fascinating to go from sort of from the outside of it as where you might feel a little bit judgmental about that. How could somebody do that? What would, And then ultimately sort of finding the through line in it that's a little bit like 
um, I think everybody's had a dis at least one dysfunctional relationship. And this was almost like it to the extreme where you have some idea in your head of what the person is, right? You're you this fantasy that doesn't really line up with who they are. Right. And it was almost like the extreme of a long distance relationship, you know, instead of being across country or across, uh, you know, uh, continents, right. you're, you know, one person's in prison and the other person is yeah. on the outside. <laughs> Almost like a similar dynamic. Yes. It. So it was really interesting getting inside, you know, the rationale of how you could get into that situation. And, uh, you know, we all have a great capacity for denial. And so I thought I, I found it very fascinating to 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 uh, to to kind of get inside that skin of that character. Awesome. Well, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw the first two episodes. I can't wait to watch the rest. Um, oh. And it's a great and show. It is. And, and, and you can jump in as a as a um, serial. Uh, you can jump in okay. in any episode and, and get most of the. For you know, sure, it's so yeah. cool because the books are are incredible. So and and I had been a big fan of the books before and the show before getting the job. So it was wonderful when I got the call because I had seen every episode of the show and read oh, you're so a fan. Nice. so i was already a fan and i knew the world and um you know that titus is just so amazing as that character and and the whole ensemble and then ryan and i um had met before but never gotten the chance to work together before and so that was that was really fun because uh you know we had we have some scenes where he's like intimidating my character and you know right. all, all kind of stuff so it was it was fun to find that uh you know working dynamic because in real life ryan he's huge but he's right. such right. a pussycat like he's such a doll but the yeah. other funny thing on that show is every single actor that i worked with other than um titus for some reason, they were all like six four or above. So my eye line kept being like I was oh, looking wow. up. Everybody was so tall. My, Even my Madison Lynch too. Madison Lynch was tall too. She's tall too. Everybody's yeah. tall. She, she's about. She's a little bit taller than me. But yeah, all the all the men in in my character's life, my husband and the attorney yeah. and. I mean, it just kept being, and, and Ryan, it was just funny because uh, everybody was, I was, what, what is it with the show? Everyone's over 6'4", you know? <laughs> Every day is really. I'm five feet, though, so I'm like, oh. they look really tall. They look like, I don't know, he looked like he was like 5'11", 6'1", like, I'm 5'7". <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, everyone looks really tall. It really is, looks tall. Well, I felt like I'm 5 feet. Said, Oh my gosh! I'm really sure. I'm a, a but, tiny person. You're a tiny human. Aww. Yeah. Well, Julia, it's been amazing. Wow. November 9th, uh, a place among the dead comes out on video on demand. So we can't wait to see it. Of course, the uh, virtual red carpet is tomorrow, and I wish you all the best. Hopefully, maybe a couple of us will be in in the house virtually. But thank you so much for being a part of Below the Belt Show. It was amazing. Absolutely. This was so much fun. I also just yes. wanted to mention because we we are going to be in Lemley Theaters in America starting October 30th. So we're going to be in the U.S. on October 30th. And then we will be available as well in Europe um, uh, and all throughout the world uh, on November 9th. So uh, and oh, tickets for the premiere, for the previews, for the Lemley, for all the other theaters, they're all available on uh, modernfilms.com slash a place among the dead. 
So it's the distributor, modernfilms.com slash a place among the dead. I was just about to ask that. Great. Thank you. Wonderful. Awesome. Um, November 9th is a good day um, yeah. for a premiere. Oh, uh, why, why is that, Chach? It's my birthday. Oh, it's your birthday. Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're great friends, obviously. Yeah. There you that go. Nice. Well, you've good got time. a chuckle, a birthday and Halloween, and it's always a, a close. That's so nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah. Well, Julie, before we let you go, if you could uh, do a little promo, let us know who you are. Throughout, uh, plug for your film, maybe Drusilla from Buffy, whatever you want. And you're listening to or you're watching or on Below the Belt Show. Okay. Hi, I'm Juliet Landau, Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I just directed A Place Among the Dead, and you are on Below the Belt Radio. Yes! Let's do, let's do a, um, snapshot, a picture here. Snapshot, one, yes. One without uh, costume and one with, okay. I'm going to count on three, okay? One, ready? Ready, Sabrina? One, two, three. Uh, I think I closed my eyes. <laughs> yeah, check. I didn't know where to look. <laughs> oh, no, you're in there. We, perfect. All right, let's do one really quick. Okay. I love your costume. So awesome. I feel underdressed. There he goes. All right, here. One fun one. All wear costumes. Well, not me, because I love costumes. All right, ready? One, two, three. Fantastic. Awesome. Woohoo. Juliet, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, thank, thank you. you. This way, thank this you. Way. Yes. So awesome. Uh, I can't wait. I'm literally going to text like half my friends and be like, I just interviewed you. I hope you feel better too. It's not a yes. good time. Make sure you take care and, you know, take care of that cough you. there, Savvy. Yeah. It'll help when I'm done moving <laughs> and then I can sleep a normal amount. Yeah. <laughs> feel you i'm with you too what is, what is sleep like describe that in vivid detail i can't <laughs> if i wanted to you're, you're i a vampire, remember. Of course. <laughs> yes, I'm a vampire i need to sleep during the day right <laughs> so, thank you so much thank you're you. wonderful yeah, thank you thank so you. much it's such a thank pleasure to be on the thank show you guys. really fun hanging out and talking to you thank and you. and i look forward to see you tomorrow and if not the next time yes uh, absolutely all right yeah. fantastic have a good Bye. night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.